Hey guys, this is Dr. Cassandra Joseph. Join me on my journey to create something epic, to create my ground up startup. Listen to my wins, my struggles, and everything in between. Check out my journey on creating Odyssey Dental Summerfield. I don't on my Zoom. I thought I had that picture where I'm like just standing there. No, but it's um, okay. I know how you look. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Cassandra, how has it been? By the way, I pressed record already. But how has it been coming along? Like, I mean, I know you're gonna jump into it, but like, how has your life? Like, what's up with Cassandra? How's everything going with you? You know what? It's going as well as it could be, considering I'm a startup that had to close for a few months and now I'm back up again and it's crazy 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 um it's like, good I good crazy well. i'm healthy yeah good crazy like we're growing like weeds here wow okay so time out let's let's go back to where you were because we haven't recorded in since it's shut down pretty much. yeah <laughs> yeah so let's let's rewind when before covid because uh, I think, what do you remember the exact date that y'all guys had to close? Yeah, like it was like March 17th. Okay, so before that, how was it going? It was going fast. It was going well. Like we were like, you know, steadily growing. We were excited still. You know, it was a good pace. We just came back from the Delivering Wow Summit um, mm -hmm. when we had to shut down. Like literally we took a few days off and then basically we shut down. So it was going well. We were excited. We we're all pumped up after the summit to bring it all back and grow. And then we just basically had to go home and stay home for a while. <laughs> wow. So, okay, you went home, stayed home. How did that feel? Were you like panicking or were you like finally a break or were you afraid for your employees? How did that go? Oh, I think everyone's morale was high still because we still stayed in contact. We still had training. Like I used that time wisely. I didn't just stay home idle, say, oh, this is a break. I was like, I was working harder than before because I had a practice to, you know, come back to or hopefully come back to. So I was doing whatever I could to stay engaged with my audience, um, to grow my audience while I was quarantined for a little bit. So every week I was putting something out. I was trying to at least put a post a week, not a week, every day I did a post or every other day I would do stories. I would do informational lives about teeth and hygiene, whatever it was. I was doing something, reading stories to the kids since parents were going crazy. Yeah. Whatever it took to stay engaged and still have the phones ringing while I was closed, but people were still calling to schedule appointments for when we finally opened mm -hmm. again. So that's what I was doing, um, just staying busy doing that and trying to hopefully stay afloat. Um, and I was taking classes. I was just doing a million things. It definitely wasn't a break. It definitely wasn't a break. That's what I was going to ask. Like, did you feel, did you feel burned out a little bit? You know, I think I, was, I wasn't burnt out, burnt out yet, but I definitely was like, I can't wait to go back to work. Going back to work, I feel like there's more of a schedule, like at least had lunch and I would stop working at five, my team would go home, where because you were just home, you had nothing better to do but work. So I just would work, get up, work, and then go to bed. 
And of course, in between, I would spend time with my family, but it was like nonstop trying to come up with systems and organ organize the office. I would still see emergencies. Once I had enough PPE to go around, I was still being called in at least twice a week to see emergency patients. So I was staying pretty steady and busy with paperwork, with systems, with applying for, you know, grants. So I was always doing something, Michael. I wasn't burnt out, but I was definitely happy to go back to work and have more of a schedule. Yeah. Okay. So then when you applied for, you applied for the PPP and uh, other things, right? Or SPA? Yeah, the EIDL. I did the EIDL and PPP. I didn't get that much money. I think they give you like 2000 per employee and I only had two employees. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. But still you got it, right? Like it was on, on yes. point and it was on time. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, go on. I was going to ask, did you have to furlough anybody throughout that time? Oh, yeah. I just, um, yes, I did furlough. I furloughed the whole team and I paid them like a little bit for um, coming in during emergencies. And I also paid them to come in to like, you know, do AR stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, they had to go on unemployment and they were fine. And they all came back already? Or? Yeah. Yeah, they all came back. It was only two. It wasn't only two, so it wasn't like I had a bunch of employees to worry about, which was nice, which was nice. And it kept, and they all came back. They weren't giving pushback. You know, some people were riding the unemployment train until the very end. We didn't I have know. any of that. We didn't have any of that. Thank goodness. I know. Yeah, that would have imagined if they were just like, no, nah, because, I mean, I don't get why they're doing that. It's going to run out. So it's like, you're going to have to eventually. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, so... Okay, throughout the pandemic time that you were there, I have some questions. So, like, what systems were you creating? What were you doing that you were like, okay, I'm just busy. I'm not being productive. What were some things that you realized throughout that time? I felt like I was being productive, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's good, though. That's good, then. Um, systems like we had something called a kpi calendar which is key performing indicator like what do you do when you come in for example the front desk like what do you do when you come in on mondays what do you do on tuesdays what do you do on wednesdays and thursdays and fridays i wanted to get that clear because it seems like sometimes things would fall off the plate because it wasn't clear what the job duty was that day they knew they had to do it but sometimes it was like when should i call insurance companies to collect money well i want you to do that on thursdays now when should you send out refund checks when should you send out bills to patients electronically you know now there's specific days to do certain things and every month maybe you may have to do certain things as well you know like especially like the dental systems things that they do every day um i wanted to clarify of course but also things that they need to do weekly and things that they need to do monthly that they may not have to do every day i think it was important to have that you know in place, especially since our team is growing and we're getting more people in, mm-hmm. I just wanted to have a strong SOP available. So that's what I was working on. And also, um, I was working on education. I know I wanted to bring in more services in the practice, not a lot more, but I wanted to definitely focus on um, fixed prosthesis, like all on X's. So I took classes. Um, to mm-hmm. perfect my skill sets and my confidence with that. Um, like online classes? Yeah, I did virtual, like two, three day 
online classes where the instructor was live and the class was live. Awesome. Um, I also did something called Perio Protect. The whole team did that to bring in um, more hygiene revenue and also more things for the patients to help them with oral health. So we did that. And every week they still build training. They did like delivering wow training of some sort, you know, how to talk to the patients, case acceptance, things like that. So it definitely wasn't wasted time. It wasn't wasted time, which I think that's why when we finally did reopen, we emerged even stronger, I felt like. Yeah. So it felt like a necessary, because I feel like as soon as you, oh, and I didn't even, I mean, like we added to the stress on top of everything else because I was like, hey, Cassandra, when are we going to record <laughs> all the time when you first <laughs> opened? So like I was thinking when you first opened, it was kind of like, some some startups when they first open they 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 pick up slow you know what i mean like okay first month we got a couple second month a little bit more right but i feel like you hit the ground running and you do you feel like this is the time that you needed to like step back and be like all right let's plug some holes and, and yeah and make mm -hmm. some things definitely definitely i did feel that way um, I would have been fine if you stayed open, though. It would have been fine. <laughs> but I, it definitely gave me time to, like you said, clean things up a little bit also and reflect. And it also gave me an opportunity to put things into perspective. Like, you know, what do I need to do next time if something like this happens? And I know we're not going to have like the same exact pandemic, but we're going to have something that happens in life mm -hmm. that slows us down. What if it's an injury, you know? What if it's, you know, a family member that gets hurt or gets diagnosed with something or even a team member? Yeah. I had to, I need to reflect now and say, what can I do now to make it where we're financially and mentally ready for something like that? You know, as far as like having an emergency fund for six months, I'm probably need an emergency fund now for a whole year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like saved up. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Do you feel like, um, or did you, you didn't or did you did you have an emergency fund already set up or no Minnesota? no i was just writing out the little bit of money i had <laughs> in my account you know the thing the, the the thing is i put all my team on unemployment i'm like hey go get your unemployment so i wouldn't have to keep paying them because we just didn't have it in the budget to pay them for what yeah. two months um and also for me my expenses are really low and the banks were really gracious enough to put everything at the tail end of the loan so i wasn't really like stressed about money i just live below my means you know obviously you can't eat out can't go on vacation so what are you spending your money on yeah so, yeah uh -huh. so it was fine and then we had a few emergencies that came in um and that worked out so i wasn't like too stressed because i don't have a big team i can only imagine someone have like a really big team that would yeah. be sure I, I had like, two team members and myself. So like I said, my living expenses is like really low. So I was, I was fine. Yeah. I was that's perfectly good. fine. But, if, mm -hmm. if, if you don't mind me asking how much, if you can give me a range of how much is your, ex, like your total overhead expense for your practice. Oh, how much is it? I should know this number, right? <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a rough around or a range. Uh-huh. say probably $35,000 a month I need to have and I and I'll be fine to pay all my bills on time what is your biggest uh is it rent or 
You know, it's um, right now, it, it fluctuates now because it is my mortgage. I have a mortgage. You know, I built from the ground up. My yeah. mortgage, my mortgage, I would say all in, I would say 10,000, including like, you know, the land, the land and also the building and also my equipment. I include all that in there, mm-hmm. even though I know equipment is not mortgage. But for me, since it's all one big loan, kind of. So I would say $10,000 all in. So that's not bad if you include that as your mortgage and as your like, kind of like how other people have it, their bank loan for mm-hmm. building a startup. So all in loans is like 10000 that includes the building, the land and the equipment. So wow. and working capital and working capital. So it's not that bad. I have colleagues that lease the space, like just lease the space, doesn't include equipment or anything else or land. They're paying like seven thousand a month just for rent. So ten thousand, I don't think is bad. It's just probably higher than most people's because most people don't have a building from the ground up, right? So yeah. it's fine. It's fine for so, me. So your mm-hmm. o- your whole total expense is thirty five thousand, though, right? Yeah, we include team members. I would say when I include my team members, I include supplies. And I'm giving you an estimate. I really need to sit down and really give you a smart number. But I'm just, the biggest number that I already know is like my team number and my mortgage. But everything else I assume is like, you know, utilities, HOA fees, and, um, you know, lab fees, I guess. And it might be less. It might be less, actually. And that's like this. That's, I'm, I'm the same way as you. Like, I'd rather like, make it higher you know what i mean and be like okay i covered that then like oh yeah. i only have a dollar left over so that is that including like your personal expenses too as well like rent for your home or mortgage for your home or- oh that definitely yeah that would include it too mm-hmm. if i had to if i had to include it i wasn't thinking of including it but yeah because i need to take the money out the practice to pay right <laughs> yeah you're paying yourself already right you know i don't like just take like a check out like through w2 or anything but i obviously have to pay myself so i could pay my mortgage at home and um pay those bills but i don't like cut myself a check but i was thinking about it today i'm like i need to just have a budget of how much i need to take out every week and put in my own personal account and you know put some aside for saving as a startup you're like i just need to invest all of it in my business but i think i'm to the point now I can at least draw some money out consistently and still be okay. So are you doing it where like you, like I'm just in my head, I'm, I'm imagining it like, okay, we all have, you have a business account, right? That's for your business and all the money goes there. And then you, let's just say rent is a thousand bucks. You just take out a thousand for rent for your home or mortgage for your home. Sorry. And then car note is 500. You take out 500 from the business account like that. Is that what you mean? How you do it? Basically, like I, I figure out like how much I kind of need for like my bills coming up, and I just take that amount out, and that's it. Yeah, I don't take any extra out. Man, you're good to like compartmentalize that in your brain. Because sometimes I'm like, did I do this? Did I not do that? I forgot. You know what I mean? I feel but like I need yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's been a crazy year. Like, it's not like I have a lot of bills now because everything has been on hold. Now everyone has to pay bills now. Come July and August, but. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, but now I am paying bills again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but that's good. So throughout this time, I guess starting from March to you guys reopened when? Like officially? 
Um, I would say June was really our official, but we worked half of May. I think May 17th or 18th, we opened up again. Okay, so... And it was like a slow ramp up, like slow ramp up. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like in from March 17th to May, that's like three months, right? March, April, May. Yeah. So like about in three months, how much revenue do you think you lost or you could have made? Oh, it was going to be our best month come March was a March, April, April and March was supposed to be like a strong month for us. So I guess we lost probably at least a hundred a hundred or 120,000 at least. Wow. And so the goal is now to like, what, like understand, okay, we lost that month. Let's just let it in the rear view mirror and then let's keep going. Or how are we going to recover from that and more on these next coming months? Like what's the goal now? Oh, I guess I'm not really thinking about recovering. I'm just thinking like it is what it is. We closed for two months. I guess it's because I was a startup. I still had a startup mentality. Like my open date was postponed so many times. Yeah. <laughs> Closing for two months was just like, okay. <laughs> it's like being a startup. You know, you, you, you're not open. You don't make revenue. You're okay. But yeah, I didn't, it didn't really bother me as much because I was a startup. I think if I was open for... A longer period of time and I really needed the money every dollar counts I have a big team I think I would have felt the impact more mm-hmm. but because I was a startup it was fine and because my team was okay I was fine because my team was still getting paid my team was getting paid better being out of work <laughs> than being out to be honest yeah. um That's so good. they were set and um and I wasn't getting paid zero I was I had no money coming in but I was fine because once again, all the banks were postponing payments on like big ticket items. So all you, all I had to worry about is feeding myself. So it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't bad. It but wasn't you, bad. You had enough saved to, to feed exactly. yourself though, right? Yeah. Exactly. I had enough saved because as a startup, we were already making a profit a little bit too. So it was fine. I just, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. I'm not saying, you know, we're still, you know, oh my gosh, we're, we're good for another six months, but mm-hmm. we were fine for being closed for two to three months. We were going to be okay, especially since the banks and every, all the financial institutions were so understanding. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. What were you doing for, I guess, like to staying top of mind, being relevant? Like what were some of the best um, decisions you made marketing wise while you were um i guess shut down um for me it's just giving informational videos like just constantly doing it and letting patients know what we were doing to make sure the space was safe for them and telling them how i felt about the closures and just being transparent and telling them how i miss my team and i constantly just be putting pictures of my team us going on you know, the conference together, me doing virtual consultations, just just doing whatever it took, putting out reviews, um, doing, like I said, I did story time. I did two talks with the patients to answer any questions that they may have. So that's what I did. And it seemed like it worked. Like I said, my phones were still ringing. We were fully booked when we came back. So... Did anybody ever have questions when they were coming back? Like, oh, is this safe to be here? Or like, what's your protocols? Or no, like, because you know how sometimes we're thinking that we're like, 
we got to show videos of how safe we are, but is it like really that necessary? Oh. Um, I emailed my patients. I emailed my patients the new protocols we're taking. I put it on social media. Mm-hmm. Also, they would get like text messages. Also, our check-in is a little different. Even before they come in the building, they know, hopefully they know it's safe because we wouldn't even let them in the building. We would let them call us or text us ahead of time. And then we will go outside, take their body temperature, and then bring them inside. And we will also ask them the COVID questions again, like, you have you had a fever? Have you been exposed? Have you been out of the country? And if they answered yes to any of that, they would have to reschedule two weeks out. Ooh. And um, so they kind of knew they were safe. And as soon as they entered the building, they had to go to the bathroom to wash their hands. And we had air purifiers in every operatory. So this probably is like the safest place for them to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, for real. So that we didn't get any questions about that. We had them do a 60 second pre-rinse. Like we're on it. <laughs> nobody, nobody complained, right? Like nobody's like, oh, no I gotta wear. One. Um, no one complained. No one complained about wearing a mask. No one complained about rinsing. No one complained about washing their hands. Because I mean, if you really have a complaint, you just stay home, I guess, right? Like, you know, you'll get a few patients that want to reschedule for later um, in the year. And we were fine with that because there are so many patients that wanted to come in. Like, we don't really get too much, oh, um, I need to cancel. I need, we're, we're getting calls now that they need to reschedule because people have been exposed to people that are positive now. And thank goodness they're calling us and being transparent. So I think we're gonna see more and more of that where patients can't make it to their appointment because they're, they, they either have a fever, been tested positive, or been exposed. Yeah. And we're, and we're very strict with that. Like, if you answer yes to any of those, like, you just need to stay home for two weeks. No negotiation. It's okay. Yeah. That's good. That's really, really good. So then, if nobody, I mean, do you guys have a protocol? If maybe somebody comes in, then you text them, then they have a fever, but then they're like throwing a fit. They're like, no, I need to be seen. Well, you know, once again, we don't let them in the building. So the protocol is if you answer yes, we, we schedule you. We don't even let you in the building because, I, because some people, I know they let them in the office or in mm-hmm. the building. We don't even play those games because we know, you know, possibly we have, we run the risk of having to shut the whole building down if someone comes in and they're like, oh yeah, I'm positive. No big deal. We're like, what? <laughs> and I'm I know a positive the guidelines. Yeah, I know the guidelines are if you have the proper PPE, you're fine. Mm-hmm. You really are fine. But we still don't want to take the chance. So, no, the, the, the protocol is we don't even let you in the building. So. Yeah. And, and I'm sure, like, other patients appreciate that, but, like, your team also appreciates it. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh, absolutely. Know. Absolutely. Even, like, you know, I had a team member that was, like, she didn't have it, but she was exposed to people that were positive. And we like, well, you got to get tested until we get those results. <laughs> you kind of have to stay home. Yeah. And she understood. And she was just begging to come in. I was like, I'm sorry. We need to make sure, like, you're negative. Like, it just doesn't look right for other team members to kind of know and then I still let you come in because we really do need your help, but we're going to be fine. It's the struggle when you're not here because it's only two team members, but mm-hmm. yeah. we can't afford for anyone to get sick and we can't afford for you to get sick, but we definitely can't afford to just be so lenient with things because we need to see patients. The building will always be here. Um, yeah. If, yeah, if we're yeah. sick and something happens, yeah. And, I always put people's health and family first. Like yeah. this building will always be here. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. So then right now, how much has like all of these protocols, like taking their temperature, asking them the questions, waiting outside, has it slowed down the, the new patient 
journey a lot or not really? Uh, I think it's the new norm. It, it hasn't slowed it down. It definitely took some time to like get adjusted. It, it does add a few more minutes to your flow because think about it. They have to stop. We have to have someone physically go outside, bring them in, tell them to wash their hands and then come back. So even though it seems like it's, it's, it shouldn't be a long process, but you'll be surprised. It's probably a five minutes, right? Yeah. At least five minutes. And now we have to add all that extra PPE, different PPE between patients. So it's adding, it's adding a few more minutes to your appointment time. So you just have to extend it a little bit, which we really haven't. I think we just learned to be more efficient. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, because our new patient appointment is already an hour and a half. So that's a lot already. Yeah. But it's so, okay. It's okay. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's necessary. Like you, you have to do it. You know what I mean? It's not like exactly you're, you're wanting to. So then in July, how many new patients were you able to bring in? 65. Wow. New patients, 65. Wow, man. So how, what are you doing for that? I stay on Facebook and Instagram. Like that's where all my patients pretty much come from and also like word of mouth now that we've been open for a few months so uh-huh. patients tell their family and they bring like think about it a family has a husband and wife probably two three kids that's already five people just one contact that you make then they tell their friends they tell their church friends they tell their colleagues so one patient can literally bring you five people in very easily um okay yeah i would say that and then also staying on social media um you know, always putting stuff out constantly. If I, I, I put out my branding video not too long ago and I got already 20 views. Think about it. It's just like a, a little fraction of the, that, you know, people use that to call you. You're going to have 65 people, you know, yeah. new patient appointments. Um, and I think that's what it is. Always staying engaged and putting out, letting people know what we have to offer, what we're doing here in the practice. It's a little bit different than everywhere else. You know, things that they don't normally see. A lot of people are just getting flyers in the mail or... What, what is that? What, what, is, what is the branding video? It's just a video um, introducing myself and introducing our office and just showing them all the technology we have here and what services we provide. It has testimonials. It just has the inside of my building. If you go to my, my Facebook page, the first thing you'll see is my branding video that I just put out in June, I believe. Got you. Okay. So then that's the one that you send out to like everybody. And then, because what I wanted to ask is like on Facebook and Instagram, like what is the strategy or do you have a strategy or is it just more like you wake up? (laughs) I don't have one. I wish I did. I wish I was that organized, Michael. I'm just not. Um, Like I always sit down and say, I'm going to come up with a marketing action plan for like the week, the month, and then it doesn't happen. Like today, it's on my to-do list. I need to make a post. I need to like really come up with like, you know, a few posts. I don't have to always like think about it too much because I just post when I have time, which is not good. Like I really should post maybe every other day. But when I do finally post, I do try to make it more engaging and thought thoughtful. So it does get a lot of engagement and that helps us because as soon as I post or I post a video, I definitely hear the phones ringing. Like the phones are ringing constantly if I put a video out. So it really does help with, you know, making sure we stay busy and things like that. Um, but right now we're booking into November. So I don't know if I could do any more. <laughs> if I could do any more, I still am going to do it. 
but I don't have really the capacity now to like see those patients in a timely manner, which is not fair to them. But, but to be honest, I am booking into November, but it's not because every single appointment is booked. I do block scheduling, Michael. I'm a firm believer. You need to create the day that you want um, mm-hmm. for you to be productive. So I'm not trying to see all new patients all day. So I see about three to five new patients and that's enough for me. Um, but to, to, each, I want to day, be each day or like in one day? Um, no, in one day, like, you know, per day, I see when I'm in the office, I don't want to see more than three to four new patients a day. So if I do that, that's why they're being pushed out into November. Because if you do that, you're not going to, you're not going to have a productive day. You see all new patients only. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Gotcha. Man, you're doing fantastic then. Wow. Like to bring in 65 new patients in July, August, you're probably going to bring in more. But that's 65 new patients in July. And then on top of that, you're booking out to November, but you're controlling your schedule. You know what I mean? It's not like you're 30 new patients every day, you know, because then that would be like non-productive either. So it's good that you're doing that uh, as well. But I thought you had like some type of, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's the week of the third uh, or today's the third and I'm going to be posting about, you know, uh, a pain point of mine or something. So you just wake up and you're just like, I think I'm going to post that about this. Is that how it kind of goes? Yeah, pretty much. And I'm also part of Delivering Wow, which, you know, every month they do like a different challenge. Like, not, I guess, yes, I guess they call it a challenge, a different, a different topic to post about, a different marketing idea. So I usually do one of those. Um, it just depends. Um, like, for example, last month I did, um, I gave a smile away. That's what I'm giving away is a smile i'm picking the winner by the 17th of august so that really had a lot of engagement um Mm -hmm. and i don't know there's so much but yeah i don't have a plan beyond that yeah i wake up i'm like oh i need to post it's been two days it's been three days let me post something and i think of it and i post it but it's not it's not organized that's for sure it needs to be it would be more fruitful to be organized where you know, I have a bunch of posts ready to go, but I don't. Gotcha, I used gotcha. to when I was when I was quarantined. I had nothing better to do, so I did that. <laughs> but um, know, yeah. but if even if I don't post, I do a story. So even if I don't post, I say you can still stay engaged with your audience by doing a story. They still react. They still comment. So even if I don't post every day, I still do something, either a post or a story. I do stay engaged, though. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So then throughout this time, because, I mean, as, as great as it may have been, like, as a break, I'm sure it was also stressful. So, like, what companies, and if you can be as open as you want, what were some of the best companies that, like, you were working with and that's actually from the whole startup process. What are some of the best companies that you've been working with so far and some of the not so good ones where you're like, ugh, they kind of sucked throughout this pandemic? Um, my best companies, of course, I always rave about Dark Horse, Ruben, like we're always calling them. Of course, during the, <laughs> um, during the quarantine, they didn't have to, you know, um, do much for us, but they definitely would email us if something went down, they could see. Um, but also, they also called us and said, hey, is there anything we could do to help? And we told them, and they helped us. Um, Shane Simmons, I really like Shane Simmons. Like, he called me when everything went down. He was like, do you still want to advertise? What are you thinking? 
instead of just charging me every month, he was like, you know, if you need me to put a hold on your account, let me know. So I thought that was really ethical. Like a lot of people were like, no, we still need to get paid. So you need to pay us. (laughs) So he wasn't like that. He was like, nope, if you need a hold, I understand. So Shane Simmons from Crimson Media was awesome. And I still kept up with my um, marketing with him because my thing was marketing was cheap. So why not still do it? And I still want my phones to ring to set me up for when we finally do go back. So I was scheduling patients out, even though I know we were closed and they were okay with it. So that's cool. I was fine. Yeah. And that's why we had a really good month when we came back. Um, what else? Who else? Local med, of course. Local med was awesome because patients were still scheduling online. Um, also, yeah. I do something called Concierge Contact Center which is like an answering service. Mm-hmm. And my patients were calling, like the emergency patients were calling and they would answer it and leave me a message. They would schedule patients that called the schedule patient um, appointments for out. So that was good. Of course, delivering wow was awesome. Like every day they were putting something out. They were saying, this is what you need to do to make sure you're um, letting your employees go properly and fairly. Um, yeah. Furlough versus um, laying off. They were really helping us dissect all these rules. They also were giving um, our team members a lot of classes, case acceptance, like I was saying, building team morale, core values. So it was always something they were putting out to keep the team motivated to stay and to come back even stronger. Um, what else? I think, I, think, I think that's it. I don't know if I could think of anything else. Do you know of any um, companies that were kind of like a headache? Uh, not really like I really tried to do away with headaches before I even opened my startup Michael like I did away with all the headaches oh Modento was awesome too Modento um no I just did away with them like I didn't even entertain any headaches I really tried to vet people um before I opened because I've been through enough already so I really didn't want any anything extra so no no one really gave me a headache during um the whole quarantine time or after or during or before. No, not yeah. really. How, let me ask you, how, how do you use Modento? Oh, for everything. <laughs> um, we use it for patient communications. Of course, we text our patients constantly. They text us constantly using Modento. They love it. Um, we send out blast emails. If we're doing something cool in the office, we'll send an email out to let them know. What else do I use it for? Patient confirmations, of course. Um, payment, patients pay through Modento. So, you know, with the whole contactless social distancing. So patients don't want to, you know, touch anything and we don't want to touch their card. So it works great for that. Yeah. Also AR, if they owe us money, we'll send them an invoice and they'll pay through Modento. And we have the Modento app. So a lot of patients like the app because they get rewards if they show up on time, if they... Um, I don't know what other reasons they get points, but they get points all the time. And patients cash in the points. I just had my first patient cash in for some cocoa floss. She loved oh, wow. it. That's so cool. So yeah. like you have, so what are like, if you don't mind me asking for the rewards, uh, what, what do you have? Um, if I could remember my, <laughs> um, <laughs> I have cocoa floss. That's like the lowest reward. I think we have cocoa floss. We have Sonicare heads. If you like want a new head without having to pay for it. We have, mm, I don't know the rest, Michael. Put me on the spot. <laughs> I, I don't know the rest. I don't know the rest. It's okay. No worries. You can make it whatever. I think I'm going to give away a tumbler. We have these new Odyssey Dental tumblers that people are raving about. People love oh, yeah. free swag. 
Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna give. We're probably gonna add that to the list of things to give away. Um, patients literally come in like, I want a, I want a tumbler, but they see it on social media, and yeah. I think I'm gonna do this cool thing if they take a picture with it, like while they're away. Like let's say go, to, let's say they go to the mountains or California or you know, outside the country one day, if they take a picture, maybe they'll be placing a drawing to like win something else, like a gift card or something, just to see how far we could travel around the world. I think that would be cool. That would be cool, yeah. That, and then like, <laughs> could they, so talk to me about the, the loyalty or the points. So like, how many points do I have to get to get the cocoa floss? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You said you said like I get points for no shows or I mean for no, showing up. No, for showing up on time. Yeah, for <laughs> no showing up shows, on time. Get negative points. <laughs> no. Can you can you um, do that? Can you take away points if they don't show no, up? No, probably can, but definitely they won't get points. No, I'm just joking. No, no. if they show up on time, I guess if they <laughs> if they make their next appointment before they leave, it's been I signed up like eight months ago. I don't remember, but they get points just for yeah. being patient. Basically, <laughs> get points for being. So, so, okay got you so then mainly mainly primarily what are you using modento more for the the email reminders or yeah appointment reminders that's really what i use them mainly for appointment reminders mm -hmm. um and also i love the text messaging because i could be home and i could text message patients they could text message me and i see it i have the modento app also, the other thing, I can see my schedule at home or anywhere. I can, I can like in morning meetings, let's say I don't have my practice management software up, I could um, still see my schedule. Gotcha. So it's yeah. cool. And you also cool. can send like voice messages to your patient. So let's say you want to do a post-op call, you actually don't want to talk to your patient. You could actually send them a recording saying, hi, Jill, just call and see how well you're doing. You did awesome today call me if you need me bye and you can send it through modenso like that yeah and it shows up like on their voicemail or something right and then you're like oh i got yeah. a call and then I, I saw that and i heard like they've also or they've told me carl told me that they partnered up with swell so that's really oh my gosh yeah. oh yeah how do i how can i forget swell oh my gosh swell has been awesome like when i came back by the time we came back in june in May, by the end of May, beginning of June, we had over a hundred Google reviews. And that's not including like Facebook or like Instagram shout outs. Like that was just purely Google reviews. And we're up to like 118, 119 Google reviews. And think about it. We've only really been practicing, really seeing patients actively for like six months. <laughs> so wow. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was awesome. Man, you're killing it then. So yeah, you're going to be, wow, we, man, for only six months, a hundred and something. That's, that's amazing. So then throughout this time so far, if you can, it, it can be personal or business. What has been some of, or one of the biggest struggles for you? That's been the biggest struggle. It's just balancing it all. Like, you know, it's just a lot. You don't, you don't really start and stop. You just keep going as like a new business owner. You know, the dentistry part, I get. I'm comfortable with that. It's just like the business part. Like, you know, mm -hmm. having those difficult conversations with your team members, hiring. Like, literally, I have so many people I'm hiring right now because we're growing so fast. And I was anticipating growing that fast. 
So it's a lot. I'm constantly reading, reading um, resumes and calling people. I can't get a hygienist to save my life. Really? <laughs> Why? Why yeah. is it they're comfortable with the unemployment right now? Or what are you thinking? Are they yeah, they're writing out unemployment. Half of them uh-huh. are writing out unemployment. The other half are just graduating from school and they don't feel comfortable being like the lead hygienist in a startup. You know, where if they go to another office, they'll at least have like a senior hygienist to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So I think some of it's that. I don't know. Oh. There's just there's just um, not a surplus of hygienists right now, and at least not North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. And when I do have a hygienist that comes, I had a friend that was able to help me a few times before she had to go off to dental school. And it was so nice to have a hygienist here. And to do all the recalls versus me try to do it. It's just not productive for me to do it. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's a lot of time. Man, I mean, well, you know what? Yeah, you really can't, I guess, if no hygienist is, like, available. You know what I mean? Unless you, like, yeah, convince one I, that to do it or something. I don't no, know. I have one that just applied. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I have one that just applied. So I'll, I'll give her a call and see. I was going to say, what, where are you looking? Like on Indeed or? Yeah, I'm on Indeed. I'm on, on all the Facebook North Carolina dental groups. I'm on all of them. And I posted an ad on all of them. And it's just not fruitful right now. So I don't know. They're right now on that unemployment, man. Oh, well. Right. But it's over. So I don't know what's excuse now. So it's over. I think yeah. it's over. But yeah, but I hired another dental assistant. She started last week. She's really sweet. She's straight out of school. I hired an IV nurse. She comes once a week to help me with IV sedation. I hired a doctor, another doctor. Really? Yeah, he comes once a week to do the Invisalign stuff because he's only, well, he does everything, but he's an Invisalign expert. Like he teaches Invisalign. He's like a Mm -hmm. key opinion leader in Invisalign. So he's like the best. So how, how'd you find of, him? Like how that guy, <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, how'd you find him? And then what's the revenue share compensation look like? Um, 40, 60, which is great compared to like my associateship was with like 32%. So um, he gets 40%. Mm-hmm. And um, I found him because he posted on the North Carolina Dental website on Facebook saying, you know, he was looking for an associate. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so-and-so that works with my good friend. And he's really good. And then um, I kind of um, spoke to him and spoke to her. And she was like, yeah, he's really good. But now that we're back, I don't need him full time. Um, so, Yeah he's more than you're more than welcome to like you know also have him as an associate i think it'll be good for you because it'll be good for me to grow my invisalign practice um have someone that's like an expert that really knows what they're doing it doesn't really like take away from my practice because he's only doing invisalign and he's doing it on the day that i'm not here which is wednesday that's when i'm off so it's Mm. gonna work out but you you know how to do invisalign right I do Invisalign, but I really don't like doing an Invisalign. Invisalign or ortho. I learned it, but I really don't care for it. Why? Why? Because I don't see... It's so many appointments to make that kind of money where I do other things that produce money faster. You know, I do IV sedation. I do third molar extractions. Think about it. You take four wisdom teeth off for $2,000. That means if you have three appointments like that, that's $6,000 in like 
what, four hours versus $6,000, 10 appointments later. Nah, I won't do it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Sandra's all about that money, guys, man. It's not just about money, but think about the overhead is almost zero. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Invisalign, the lab fee is like $1,700. Like, it just doesn't make mathematical sense. And I don't find joy in it, to be honest, because patients want revisions. Where if I was like him, who's he's an expert, he could get the job done in less than a year. Like, he knows how to, like, really accelerate it, really plan it out. Because he's done so many cases. So he's like on the platinum level. He does it on a higher wow. level than me. He does it on a higher level than me. Wow. So for him and I, it will be profitable if we get a lot of cases going and the cases don't take forever, which he knows because of all the experience he has. Yeah. And he knows how to charge patients a little bit more, a little bit less based on the difficulty level. Where yeah. I don't have that level of experience of knowing. So I'll, with my luck, the patient will be in Invisalign for two years four thousand six thousand dollars later right no mm-hmm. no thank you yeah no like I, man that's what i respect that a lot like you just lit a light bulb because i feel like you you not not just like you recognize what you like in your interests but you recognize like your strengths and it, you know how a lot of people are like oh you're only as strong as your biggest weakness or something right so some people think like oh well if i suck at ortho or something else endo or anything I got to make that better. I'm going to go take more classes and do all that. But you, you're like, uh, I don't suck at it. I just don't like it. It doesn't make mathematically sense to me. So I'm going to put somebody else in that position and I'm just going to get stronger in what makes more and what I enjoy more. Right. And man, that's, that's a good, uh, like template. You know what I mean? Like a thing to follow right there. Yeah, I think once you you have a few years under your belt and you also could afford to make that choice, sometimes it's also like, you know, I can't afford not to do everything. I'm I'm a young associate, whatever comes to the door, molar endo, I need to do it and do it well. Mm -hmm. But once you're a seasoned dentist and you've been in the game long enough and you have some money saved, you're like, this doesn't bring me joy. (laughs) I'm not doing it anymore. I'm to that point in my career. If it doesn't bring me joy, I don't want to do it. Like I don't do more. I know anymore. I used to do it for years and on a nice, on a high level, but I never enjoyed it. It took forever. So I just don't do it anymore. And I know I let a lot of money go out this door because of Molo Endo, but there's a lot of money that comes to the door with me doing other things that I'm proficient at. And then I really enjoy doing. So it's okay. Yeah, that's really good. All right. All right, Cassandra, sounds good. So before we sign off, is there anything, any advice you want to give to anybody listening right now who's in the startup process, who's listened to your whole journey so far up to right now, or anybody who's like just listening throughout the pandemic and they're like, how is she doing? How is she making all this happen? Any advice you want to give us? I would say it's mindset. Make sure you have a very strong mindset and you stay positive. You surround yourself around people that have also a positive mindset that have the, I could get this done. I'm going to do it. If it's been done, I can do it as well. You're going to be fine. Like, I know not everyone is doing great right now, but what are they doing? You know, are they also staying engaged with their audience? Are they doing other things that they see people that are doing, that are doing well? Um, I would say everyone's journey is different. Mm-hmm. Don't compare and contrast. Don't. Everyone's different. Your patient population is different. Your demographics is different. You know, they may have acquired. You may have done a startup. So don't compare and contrast. Just try to do your best to be your best. 
every single day and it's all going to come together. And also don't hesitate to reach out, reach out to me, reach out to Michael, reach out to other people that you admire or that you've been following their journey. And it seems like something that you could do too. Reach out. People reach out to me all the time. I love giving out information. I love um, letting people know mistakes that I made because I would hate for you to make the same mistakes I've been through it. You don't have to go through it. So I would say get you a strong mentor that really wants to see you succeed. Um, yeah, that's the only advice. Awesome, awesome. And guys, all that's going to be in the show notes below. So definitely reach out to Cassandra. Go follow her on her Instagram or Facebook. See what she's doing. Um, ask her for advice. Any other companies mentioned, they're also going to be in the show notes below. Of oh, the best companies, they're going to be in the show notes below. And yeah, well, with that being said, Cassandra, thank you so much for being with us. And we'll talk to you soon. Yes, and continue to be epic, guys. And Michael, next time, remind me, we need to talk about dropping Delta Dental right before pandemic. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should have talked about I forgot about that. Okay, next time we'll talk about it, okay? For sure, for sure. Yeah, bye. Take care, guys.